It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and reconnect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile and T. Smith are passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time for Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Get Mental Radio. How are you guys doing today? Week three of the um, shelter in place, shutdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. I hope you guys are hanging in there, staying strong, staying positive. I'm very, very excited for our guest today. Um, he... He has a long bio, so let me see how I can uh, summarize this. His name is Mr. Asher Gotsman. He's a CEO, mentor, uh, entrepreneur, storyteller, connector, philanthropist, and he hosts um, this podcast called Showing Up, and it's really all about, you know, um, featuring people in the community um, who have challenges, mental health challenges specifically, and how they've overcome and how they're showing up now. So he also has his own story of resilience and inspiration. So um, without further ado, please welcome Mr. Asher Gotsman. Hi there, Asher. Thank you for having me on. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. I was a guest on your show not too long ago, so hi again. Thanks for having me on your show how are you uh, doing with all of this uh, COVID-19, you know, crisis? Some days better than others. And, some, you know, it's uh, been a very interesting process of letting myself feel my feelings. <laughs> and um, when I am in a dark place, not ignoring it. Yes. And um, actually owning it, being curious about it. And than trying to do something about it. I love that. Yeah. You definitely, um, that's the sound of a man who's done some work on himself. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> of which, um, you know, your story, your, your, for those who, who don't know, uh, Asher um, had uh, an addiction. And I mean, you've had a lot of uh, trials and tribulations. Would you mind telling us kind of the journey, like how it all started and and what led you to decide to help people? So not so much what led me to decide to help people. My entire life, the greatest pleasure I ever received was from being there with others when they're struggling. And mm. it gave me moments of reprieve from thinking about my own. Am I allowed to curse on the show? Um, no. I wish, no, but no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thinking of my own stuff. Okay. Um, so and um, so, it was always part of it. And uh, as I as I got into recovery and started doing the work and the journey on myself, I slowly learned that the the blessing was that I get to help others for a living. Or get to be there, help others help themselves. I don't like to use the word that I help others. Yes. I, I like to believe I'm on the journey together with others and just give space for them to do their own work. Wow, that's beautiful. And, and so that, you know, and I, so that's the blessing. And the, I don't know if it's a curse because I've turned it into a blessing, but the curse would have been that I must do that in order to survive, you know, my in order to fill this pit that was filled by drugs and alcohol, pursuit of money, food, um, whatever medicines of the, uh, of the moment I, um, I had. So that is really where the journey has led me. I, I didn't really realize that because I really thought that money would solve the problem. Mm. Drugs would solve the problem. Alcohol would solve the problem. And then when all those things stopped working, um, 
are no longer, uh, or I, I didn't have access to some of them, um, being that between 05 and 08, I went through a severe financial reversal. So, mm, yes. So it was you lost pretty much everything, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Would you yeah, say that so, was one of your lowest points or the turning point? I think at that moment, it just, I was, I decided I had no other choice but to start to explore what value I had to the world. I didn't believe I had any value other than money. Wow. So. Was, was that something you think was modeled to you, Asher? Like, a, a, you know, a message you got about your worth? Yeah. So I, I told my parents eventually uh, that it wasn't what they did. It's how I experienced it. Okay. And, and so therefore there's no shame in, and I share this with people I get the privilege of working with. There's no shame in being angry at your parents. There's no shame in, in, um, in, in not, not being okay with how you were raised or messages you received. Right. Um, some people have obvious trauma, but some people have quiet trauma mm-hmm. that, uh, the messages that they received. And what I saw in my household being the son of a rabbi where two people were very respected, those that had money because they were able to support the cause, quote unquote, right. and those that were very religious. And I sure as hell didn't want to be very religious. So I chose the other pursuit. So I guess that kind of was the underlying message of who was valuable and who wasn't valuable. Okay. Okay. And so when you said earlier on, you know, um, being around people, helping people help themselves is always something that I guess gave you satisfaction. Do you remember feeling that way at a young, at a young age? Did that start? I do. I do. Um, I remember, yeah, at a very young age, just sharing my stuff with others was, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I wasn't that kid that needed the stuff for himself. Mm-hmm. I was kind of a lonely child. My siblings, I'm the youngest in my family by eight and a half years. And my siblings left when I was about five years old. So having people in my life that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? People in my life that I could um, play with or be with or didn't have what I had and I could share with them was always enjoyable to me. Wow. The reason I ask is because um, I hear that a lot uh, um, among people who are in the so-called helping professions. You know, I personally can relate to that, too. At a very young age, I just had that in me. It's in mm-hmm. my DNA, you know, to, to help and uh, enjoy kind of the, the human, the qualities of the human spirit and have curiosity about that and be around people and how satisfying that For me, was. That's, that was an easy way to create connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, and I craved connection. Yes, I think we all do on some level, whether we know, you know, for some people who may not be conscious of it, right? Like that's sure. one of the, the things we all, um, as humans, is ha- we're, we're wired to relate and connect. And I Absolutely. think that's why there's a lot of depression, you know, in our world today. I know you've suffered from, from depression and, <clears throat> you know, if, if you don't mind um, sharing a little bit about your story, because I think you know, it can help a lot of our listeners. Depression Mm -hmm. is one of those things I believe that is very misconstrued. Um, So can you tell us about your personal journey and experience of depression and where you are today? Sure, of course. So from a very young age, I had a pit in my stomach that was constant. It was a constant. So it, it, um, it gave me this message that I don't belong it gave me this message that I was less than. It gave me a message that if anybody really knew me, they wouldn't love me. So that was, my depression showed up in that kind of way. It did. Wow. Um, and then I'd bring evidence. I'd find evidence mm-hmm. to that. To support uh, that. And, and to support that. So that's really where the depression showed up. And there were a lot of suicidal ideations, no active plans, but mm-hmm. there were Many times in my life where when I would wake up in the morning, I was really upset. I was like, why just let me go mm. um, from, from you know, a pretty young age. And um, 
that's not to say I didn't have pleasure. That's not to say that I didn't have fun at times. It's just that was a an underlying. Sometimes it was a a two, and some sometimes it was a a nine, an eight or a nine. Yeah, right. it was a. It, it was, was always constant, in the background. It was my constant companion. Yeah. And it would show up sometimes out of nowhere. Sometimes everything could be great and depression would show up. Yes. And sometimes things were terrible and depression would show up. And sometimes things were terrible and depression wouldn't show up. I, I find that I, I really usually work it. best in, in crisis. Yes. So, um, and, you know, I think the greatest message I can give others right now is... Um, the greatest message I can give others is it's not, there's no shame in depression. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I had a lot of shame with my depression for a long time. I didn't want to take medication. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to believe it. Right. I thought I looked at it as a weakness. Yes. Like many others. Yeah. And what I've learned to do with it is, Today, a, I, 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 I've taken medication and actually continue to take medication. So that's something that's important that I, yes. I want to share. Thank you. And of course. And the other thing is therapy and journey. Uh, I, I found a poet. I'm sure I didn't find him. Somebody recommended <laughs> to me named name Rumi. Yes, Rumi. Poet. And he wrote a poem called The Guest House. And that really changed my life wow. in the sense that I've become an observer. I get curious. I, I, I start to ask my depression, what is it trying to tell me? Because yes. ultimately, all these emotions are trying to save my life. Yes. And sometimes they're trying to save my life in ways that will kill me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yet, yet that's really what it's trying to do. So the question is, how do I go about... Um, how do I go about addressing that and getting curious about it and taking it to the next level? So, Oh, I love um, that. Asking, I love know, that, Asher. The question I like to ask is, then what? As yes. a, I don't like to use the word why. I like to use the word tell me more, because when I use the word why, it's a judgmental word. Yes. And um, so that's... Tell me more. Really. Wow. Have you ever heard of a therapy, therapeutic intervention called IFS, Internal Family Systems? Sure, of course. Because that's, I use that a lot in my practice. And basically what you describe is IFS. It's about, you know, understanding that these emotions are parts of us and they have a message that they want to relay to us. They usually want to protect us. They usually, mm -hmm. you know, have really good intentions and when you, you know, cultivate that kind of curiosity with these parts, um, there's so much we learn and it's just such a compassionate way, you know, to, to support ourselves. So right. that was really beautiful the way you described that. Um, so we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we will continue our conversation here with Mr. Asher Gotsman. Don't go away because it's just about to get even richer and better. More wisdom and strength for your mental health and emotional well-being is on the way on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You are not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. We offer quality, compassionate, results-driven therapy services. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Get ready to have some fun while you reconnect with your own wisdom and strength on Get Mental. Now, here's your hosts, Cecile Ahrens and T. Smith. Welcome back, you guys. 
You are listening to Get Mental Radio with Cecile Ahrens. Unfortunately, my co-host today, if you're wondering, Mr. T. Smith is um, out of town um, due to a death in his family, not from COVID-19, but from other causes. So uh, he needs to attend to to that and... uh, Our thoughts and prayers are with him. I also just want to acknowledge everybody watching right now on our Facebook group. Thank you guys for being here. If you have any questions, please type away and I will do my best to answer them. Our guest today is Mr. Asher Gotsman. We're talking about resilience, recovery, and um, uh, exploring different uh, treatment options, really, for mental health and substance abuse uh, issues. So welcome back, Asher. Thank you again for being here. Thank you. So do you, would you be able to, um, not would you be able, but can you please describe to us what types of addiction you ended up uh, enduring or suffering from sure. and where you are today with that? So today I'm a little over 12 years sober. Wow. So that's an important thing. And yes. my addiction, my I'm, I'm what you call a binge user. Okay. So I, a, a binge user is somebody that one is too many and a million is not enough. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a daily user. So it's an important thing to acknowledge because there are many people out there who say, I'm not an addict. I don't use regular, daily. And I didn't use daily. So that's... A really important fact. And Very good point. To me, there were alcohol, pills, and cocaine, and um, were really my addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't. You know, when I say they were my addiction, I was never. Fi- I don't think I was ever physically dependent. They were my short-term solution to my longer-term problem. Ah. So, so really, that you know, I think it's important to say that, and yes. it's important to discuss that, and. To mention that because addiction shows up in many ways and it's the only self-diagnosed disease. <laughs> That's so true. Um, when you say you weren't physically dependent, how did you how did you know that? Um, how did uh, how did I know what? I'm sorry that you weren't understand. physically dependent because you can abstain for a long period of time. Correct. I didn't get sick after I didn't use. I could abstain. So yeah. So I didn't feel the physical symptoms. Yes. So you probably is what we would call, right, psychologically dependent on it and using really, it was a big part of your coping skills. Correct. So what led to you finally saying, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I mean, it was a process. I mean, I I wish I could say there was... One event, um, March, I guess, March 18th, 2008, I was drunk and I had that moment. I was like, you know what? I just don't want to live this way anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Yeah. And, um, I, and, I, 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 and then, you know, for me, it was the 12-step program that really worked for me. It's not for everybody, but it really worked for me. And so. That really I, resonated. Yeah, I went to a 12-step meeting. It wasn't the first 12-step meeting. The first 12-step meeting I went to, I came back and I told the person who had sent me that they were a bleep bleep. I wasn't the bleep bleep. And <laughs> you know, not only did I lose my money and lost my dignity, they're going to compare me to a junkie on the street. Yet the beautiful thing is, you know, eventually I got I was ready for it. So yes, and that changed everything. So yeah, so beautifully stated that readiness, right? Nobody can mm-hmm. tell you when that moment is. You know, exactly. everybody's got their own. And th- I, fa- I love the fact that you said it's a process because it, you're right. It isn't just like this one moment and you're, you're done. It is a process and you relapse, you slip. Did that happen to you? No, it didn't. Really? So once I was done, I was done and I have not. That's not my story. That doesn't mean that's not somebody else's you're story. You're an anomaly. I, I guess I am. <laughs> that's great. That's I'm, great. I'm an anomaly in many, in many ways. <laughs> Yes, yes. So you now own a, uh, a, is it a treatment center? Transcend, right? Transcend. Treatment Center is a recovery community, and we have locations in Los Angeles, New York, Houston, Texas, where we offer um, mostly extended care or long-term 
treatment. If somebody hasn't been to a treatment center okay. prior, we, we would recommend that they go to an inpatient treatment center prior to coming to our program. Okay. Uh, we offer what's called PHB, which is partial hospitalization. Oh, okay. Which is a, a lot of tre- a, a, a lot of therapy, and we're trauma-based treatment center. So, oh, that's beautiful. Uh, highly focused, and we do treat sex addiction as well. So, so substance um, abuse yeah. and sex addiction. Substance abuse, substance abuse, mental health, dual diagnosis, and um, substance abuse, mental health, dual diagnosis, and sex addiction. Okay, so no gambling addiction not yet not yet you're expanding that's wonderful Mm -hmm. so how can people find you or find information about this uh this php program of yours oh fantastic so they they can go on our website transcend recovery community okay Um, transcend is spelled (laughs) t-r-a-n-s-c-e-n-d i run into the same problem (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's important that we share that. The other thing, the, and our treatment centers are called the Heights. Um, the Heights. So the Heights. Yes, the Heights Treatment dot com. Okay, the Heights Treatment dot com. Wonderful. Yeah, so, uh huh. So you said um, you're you're trauma trauma informed or trauma based. Can you tell us Correct. why that is? So we find that all our illnesses are based in trauma. Yes. And I don't like to use the word illnesses, but all our challenges are based in trauma. And trauma shows up in very different ways. For yes. some people, it's a big T, which is an event that happened. Yes. But some people, it's just a message. And there mm-hmm. is no direct correlation between the pain felt by trauma and the pain inflicted by trauma. What I mean by that is as follows. Some people can have a huge traumatic event, and for whatever reason, they built, they have built the resilience prior. Yes. And it doesn't affect them. And some people, their parent, their teacher could have just told them, you, how come you didn't get this grade? Or, you know, how come you can't be like Joe or, you know, Sharon? And the message you hear is something that devastated you. So it's really important that people recognize that their pain is their pain. Because right. very often we like to shame our pain and say, well, mine is not as bad as th- theirs is. Well, yours isn't theirs. Right. So um, it, it's important to have empathy for others. And mm-hmm. it's just equally as important to have empathy for self. Yes. So. And not compare sorrows, right? You can't compare yeah. sorrows. It's how we experience those events in our lives. You know. Correct. Mm-hmm. So... So transcend. Let's talk a little bit about that because we have the same name for our our uh, businesses. What made you call your your program transcend? So the I believe that when we work on ourselves, we transcend the message. Yes. Uh, the messages that we've given ourselves, and we found that just like a, uh, a, a, a just like a the process of creating a butterfly, it's a transcending process. The process of fruit growing on a tree is a transcending process. Wow. We want humans to see themselves as they transcend as well, that they can be greater than the greatest they imagine themselves to be. Yes, I love that. And for me, you know, just to be a little self-indulgent here, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I, I love butterflies. I love kind of their transformative quality, but also the fact that I didn't want people to just survive what happened to them, you know? Sure. <clears throat> I wanted to help them transcend um, and dream bigger than they ever could have imagined for themselves so, or help them with that journey. So that's really cool. So if I may, can I ask you what your personal opinion is about the strengths, the current strengths and weaknesses or failings of our current models of addiction treatment? Is that okay to go there? Sure. We can go anywhere. So I find that some people are very caught up in black and white thinking. And we have, we've created this world uh, I can use the political spectrum to to explain and then come back to yes. the addiction space. But 
if you're a Republican, you must be a Republican. And if you're a Democrat, you must be a Democrat. It's, it's sinful to say that the, for a Republican to say that the Democrats have some value. And it's sinful for to, Democrats. For the Democrats to say that the Republicans have some value. So um, in the addiction treatment space, you have the harm reduction model. Yep. Oop, we lost your audio. Oh, you're back. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, You have the harm reduction model, and then you have the abstinence model. And unfortunately, the two try not to meet. Mm -hmm. What I mean by the harm reduction model is there are people that are not willing to stop all drugs, but they're willing to stop some drugs. Right. So that's really the question and issue at hand. Mm-hmm. So. Asher, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you right there. Uh, my apologies. Um, we need to go on another break and okay. when we return, we will continue this conversation. Thank you so much. You got it. More wisdom and strength for your mental health and emotional well-being is on the way on get mental with Cecile Aarons and T Smith. Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo tea shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy tea shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contouring. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at sandiegocryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit sandiegocryotherapy.com. That's sandiegocryotherapy.com. Get ready to have some fun while you reconnect with your own wisdom and strength on Get Mental. Now, here's your hosts, Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. Welcome back, you guys. This is Cecile, your host. You're listening to Get Mental Radio. If you've missed any of our show today, please check out our podcast, Get Mental, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Today, our guest is Asher, Mr. Asher Gotsman. He is the host, among many other hats that he wears, um, the host of a uh, an awesome podcast called Showing Up. Um, and uh, Asher, where can people listen to your podcast? Thank you so much. So, if you, and, on any of the podcast on Apple iTunes, on Anchor, on any any of the podcast stations, just look up Showing Up with Asher Gottesman. And okay. we release podcasts on Tuesday every week. Every week. And okay. in observance of COVID-19, we're doing podcasts virtually. So yes. we're not seeing people in person and we're respecting the, you know, doing our best to respect the social distancing. Yes, so. unlike Cecile, <laughs> who's at the station now. No, but we, we are, we are we definitely. We don't sound like anybody. <laughs> But we are the station. In case people are are curious or and and or concerned, are really have been really good at abiding. Like we only can get into the building one person at a time. We are observing social distancing rules. Um, my engineer Todd stopped talking to me, and only will look at me 
occasionally. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but we, we are trying to be good. So if you guys um, missed what, what we were talking about before the break, uh, Asher and I were about to dive deep into uh, what are some of the strengths and current weaknesses or failings of our treatment models of addiction. So you were starting to talk about harm reduction. I personally... Yeah, so I think there's, there, there, amongst many schools of thought, but there are two big schools of thought, and one is the abstinence model, which is you can't use any substances whatsoever, and one is the harm reduction model, whereas we'll meet people where they are at, and if yep. they're willing to stop hard drugs and they're not willing to stop non-hard drugs, we will work together with them. We will use med- medicine to assist them right. uh, in getting off of... Um, the substances. And the two are very, um, are are polarizing to one another. Yes. And if you ask me, the greatest thing we can do is we're all trying to accomplish the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Our goal is to help people help themselves to assist people to live lives worth living. Right. So if that is, so that being the case, let's all work together. Yes. So let's take the best from each other's model, which actually, interestingly enough, is something we're seeing during this devastating pandemic. Hmm, how so? Well, Robert Kraft, who is a staunch Republican, um, big supporter of of Trump, is shipping to New York, which is a very democratic state, Mm -hmm. um, using his plane to help. There are people that are showing up from both sides of the aisle. Yes. There, there are ceasefires that are happening around the world. Yes, you know that without any negotiations. So people are finding that we're all in this together, and so we're trying not to, um, trying not to, or trying to find our similarities, not the differences. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things of the room of rooms of the twelve step meetings is. There are people from so many vast backgrounds, and mm-hmm. the commonality is just wanting to get better. Right. The commonality in treatment is just wanting to help. So let's be agnostic of how it happens. Right. And, you know, I think... You know, let's stop being so religious yes. about it, right? Because we, we have the DBT folks that say DBT is the only thing that works. We have the somatic folks that say only somatic works. <laughs> yes. The EMDR folks that say EMDR works. Yes. And you know what I say? Whatever someone feels connected to, mm-hmm. that's what's going to work. Right, right. So it's not... It's, it's not one it's, size you know, fits all. No, there's many tools in the toolbox. And right. Whatever tool works for the individual, let's just use that. So. Yes. And, you know, I also believe in self-determination, right? Like sometimes therapists, I think, can, you know, get into this space of like, n- we think we know what's best for the client that's not true at all you know um if you're really trying to help them you have to meet them where they're at in my opinion and have curiosity for the parts right and Mm -hmm. you know there it's not about you coming up with all these amazing treatment plans and goals it's about Mm -hmm. where 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 does where does your client want to be Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes it may be still not in a very healthy place, but, you know, they get to determine that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, um, so get mental, just, just to talk a little bit about um, mental health here, was born out of my frustration with a disconnect, okay? What I mean by the disconnect, Asher, is the disconnect in America, in my opinion, as far as medicine and mental health goes. We are one of the world leaders in research, high-quality education. We're pioneers in many ways um, for mental health. We have incredible professional training. But yet, that doesn't seem to be reflected on the ground. What I mean by that is what we see are increasing rates of teen suicide, increasing rates of veteran suicide, opioid addiction, the epidemic. What do you make of this disconnect? Like, What are your thoughts or personal opinions on it? I just, uh, I mean, I hate to blame it on one thing, but social media, social media, social media. Wow. That, uh, you know, I I, they're one of my uh, culprits too, but I'd like, I'd love to hear about why you think that is. 
So I just think that people see someone's best life and then they start comparing and then they feel terrible about themselves. Um, They make up stories. People are lacking in connection. Mm -hmm. So they they have this false sense of being connected because they're connected via the internet on Facebook. And and again, uh, this is not a rant against Facebook or Instagram or anything. They're all... They're all great for their purposes. Mm-hmm. They're just so much news is available and so much negativity and so many so much comparison. It's also much easier to bully and say nasty things behind the yes. screen as opposed to in person. So I think if you ask me, that is really what you think. Um, yeah, the big factor. Yes, I I believe that too, you know, and I've tried to get into the research around this. It's it's pretty mixed, but there there are a lot of uh, research pointing to, you know, more more of the negative effects versus the positive effects on our mental health. So I think it's really important. And I've had a love-hate relationship with social media, you know, for the longest time, but now that I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do, I've had to, you know, redefine my relationship with it and embrace some of it and just, right, have some boundaries around it. Sure. Um, you mentioned 12-step a lot. And, you know, I know, like you said, a lot of people don't necessarily resonate with that. Mm-hmm. What role do you think spirituality for you has in your healing process? Why did 12-step resonate? Well, so I found a lot of spirituality in 12-step connection, community support, giving back. I mean, these to me are all forms of spirituality, prayer, meditation. Yes. Uh, You know, so those are, you know, really, really important to me. So I guess that's why it speaks to me, Mm -hmm. um, the 12 step. However, it's not for everybody. Right. Yet I always say I, I, I always say I tell people very often find a community that does work for you. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, church, med, uh, you know. Don't meditate by yourself. Find a community that meditates together. Right. Uh, you know, go to Buddhist recovery. Go to anything. You know, just don't be. Don't do it alone. Yes, that is so key because really you you need a community. Exactly. So. You know? Um, really do, important. Do you still attend um, twelve-step meetings? I do. Well, today now I do it by Zoom, but yeah, <laughs> I don't attend them daily. But yeah, I, it, to me, it's really important, and I attend it. Yeah, weekly. And do you um, do you not have any cravings or urges, like you said, because you're not physically dependent? You don't. It doesn't even cross your mind today to use it when you're stressed out. I, mean, I can't say never, but it's not really. It's not one of my challenges anymore. That's wonderful. Congratulations. I, I have plenty of other ones. <laughs> um, and I hear you are, you have five kids, correct? I do. And happily married, it sounds like? Um, no, that's a complicated situation. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, and you have plenty of support in the community, it sounds like. You've had some amazing oh, guests yeah, on your show. I have a ton of support, yeah. So, yeah, my, we are no longer together. She, we co-parent beautifully together. She's an amazing woman, but yeah, correct. Okay. Um, so, with because I saw some beautiful pictures, that's what uh, led me to assume that. So, sure. um, but I'm glad that you guys are co-parenting. I mean, that in and of itself is uh, an achievement because you know, as you know, being in the field, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, co-parents who are in very high conflict relationships, you know? Correct. So, mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take one last break. And when we return, I am going to pick Asher's brain on uh, how to, if you have any tips on how to cope with COVID-19. More wisdom and strength for your mental health and emotional well-being is on the way on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. 
You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo T-Shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy T-Shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contouring. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at San Diego Cryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit San Diego Cryotherapy.com. That's San Diego Cryotherapy.com. Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Get ready to have some fun while you reconnect with your own wisdom and strength on Get Mental. Now, here's your hosts, Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. Welcome back, you guys. Cecile here with Get Mental Radio and Podcast. Uh, here with us today is our wonderful guest, Asher Gossman, who's also um, hosting his own podcast called Showing Up. He is um, also the owner of... <clears throat> Transcend, is it Transcend Community Recovery, Asher? Transcend Recovery Community, correct. Transcend Recovery Community and a partial hospitalization program for uh, mm. dual diagnosis substance abuse called The Heights. Is that correct? Correct. The oh, Heights Treatment Centers. The Heights Treatment Center. So welcome back. Um, so, you know, this is our last segment for the show, and I wanted to just spend some time uh, talking about the obvious, everything, all of us are going through this right now, you know, adjusting to our new normal, which is the uh, shelter in place, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Um, how do you have any tips on how people can, you know, survive or help cope with with this current situation? What are you doing personally? And what are some of uh, so what some such suggestions might you have for others? So what I'm doing currently is I am meditating. I am giving myself quiet space when I need it. Nice. I am respecting my feelings. Mm. Something that I talk about a lot and and I'm not doing it alone when I you know, usually when somebody asks me how I'm doing, I feel this need to say, I'm great, everything's wonderful. Well, <laughs> yeah. Today when I'm feeling not well, um, I say it and I own it and I reach out to my community of support and we do it together. So if you ask me the biggest thing, that's probably the biggest thing I'm doing. Is making sure you're staying connected. Mm-hmm. And, and allowing for the feelings. Correct. Wonderful. How, what about, you know, being a parent? I know this is, for me, I'm personally experiencing this, having a kid at home full time. You have five. How are you navigating that? I got them a dog and make them take care of it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I'm allowing them to be human beings too, knowing that it's going to be, it's going to be a process. So, you know. <laughs> You're allowing them to have their feelings too, right? Because right, my son wrote to me the other day. <laughs> he says, I hate you, mom. Like he's learning how to spell. <laughs> mm -hmm. It wasn't perfect, but you know, he's, he's going through his own funk. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. I hear you, son. It's okay. Project it all on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, he's got to do what he's got to do. So Yeah. Um, what about... Um, as far as, you know, because we're spending so much time at home, are you listening to stuff, watching things, 
what are you how are you spending your day limit, i try to limit my news watching to 30 minutes a day wow okay i want to pay attention to it and i'm reading uh i probably have watched more netflix than i've ever watched before <laughs> yes have you seen tiger king everyone's talking about it i actually have not so neither have i I'm not doing it you're not doing it <laughs> Why not? I'm not doing it. <laughs> no peer pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the last thing I want to touch on is um, your uh, your father, your family, your culture, right? Um, mm-hmm. Your father was a rabbi. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, do you think, I think I already know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. Do you think, like, your culture and your, you know, religious upbringing um, impacted your mental health? Of course. How so? Well, I just think that all, uh, you know, I think that it's sometimes people find solace in their religion, and sometimes people find challenge, and a lot of times, and this is something I've changed in my family, mm-hmm. we, we, don't, we don't allow people to have questions yes and to me i am very much about questions yes with your children i imagine yes just allowing them to have their own um kind of critical thinking process right Correct. Uh-huh. very important Yes, the reason I ask, you know, is because being Catholic, I've had to, um, or be raised Catholic, very strict, you know, very religious parents. There was so much I had to undo, you know, mm-hmm. uh, growing up and just the anxiety and the fear and the shame I felt for every little so-called bad thing I did. It really created mm-hmm. a lot of suffering. Um, yeah. And that was part of my own healing process is kind of redefining my relationship with God. Yeah. What I've tried to, A, I, I have a whole new relationship with God, and mm-hmm. God is my father, the father I always wanted, mm. the father I want to be, you know, so that's who he is. So um, why evil happens and why these events happen, I really can't, I, I can't explain, and I right. won't even try to explain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to believe he has an answer, um, and I'll ask him one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and there are a lot of beautiful things that have come from my religion, you know. So, um, charity, kindness, helping others—these are really important things. So, I try not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. Absolutely, you know. And I always say too, Asher, like it's not necessarily religion per se that's the problem; it's the people, because the sure. doctrine is so beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so kind and so loving. It's it's us. We're the human beings are the flawed ones, and we're the ones, you know, creating all the the problems. Really, in my opinion, and it's our own flawed interpretation. So, so. true. So we have reached the end of our, our talk. Thank you so much for being here and enriching this conversation and inspiring people, inspiring us with your story, and for you showing up. Um, in your in your community, in your own way, using your story and your you know your love for humanity to continue to help others, help themselves. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much for having me on, and have the most wonderful day. You too. Okay, talk to you again soon. So there you guys have it. Uh, that is our show with Mr. Asher. Scotsman. I want to spend um, the last few minutes just talking about, you know, reminding people on kind of basic self-care around the coronavirus uh, shutdown. Uh, I also want to just say hi again to our Facebook group uh, members. Thank you so much for listening, for being here. If you have any questions, please let me know. But the thing I wanted to spend a few minutes on is conflict. Too much family time because people have been saying, at least the people that I support, because we're still providing telehealth, by the way. And if you don't know what telehealth is, it's online counseling provided to you by phone or video. It's confidential. 
and you know we have to adhere to the best practice standards so it's it's you're, it's still very professional except it's just done digitally and if you live in California Transcend Therapy can provide those services to you and most insurance companies cover them so it's a, you know it's the same coverage um if if you saw somebody in person, the same coverage would apply. So transcendtherapyca.com is our website, transcendtherapyca.com. So please visit us there if you have um, questions, if you need information about how this all works, or if you want to schedule an appointment. But the thing that's been coming up with a lot of the people I support is conflict, how to manage conflict and tension in the home because there's too much family time. So I just want to spend a few minutes on that. The thing, the, the one of the simple things to do is when you feel that um, tension is rising, okay, you want to nip it in the bud before it gets worse. So if you're, you know, think of a scale, zero to 10, if you're at a level two or three, you want to start talking about those things, okay? Because Usually when you get to five or more, like that kind of escalation, it's harder to problem solve at that time. And if you find yourself at that point of escalation, the best thing to do is to take a timeout. You know, there's a reason that timeout exists because there's a wisdom to that. What that does, what you want to do on your timeout is calm yourself down. You know, get that nervous system calmed down so that you can have access to the part of your brain that's more logical and rational, right? Any, We've all been upset. We've all, you know, felt kind of um, taken away by our emotions. That's why it's really important to take a time out, get some fresh air, distract yourself if you can't go for a walk, you know, watch something funny, watch TV, you know, do, do something distracting, read a book, but really take a time out and think about, okay, think about, how you want to show up in this conversation with this person you had conflict with when you guys reconvene. Because that intention is going to help you stay present with that person. So for example, you know, if, if you had a fight an hour ago and you're ready to talk about it, check in with that person. Hey, you know, you want to talk about what happened? Yes. Hopefully your, your per, that person says yes. And see if you can just ask them, hey, what is it that I did that upset you? And really take the time to listen. Even if you don't agree, listen, hold the space. And then from their perspective, you can validate that. It doesn't mean you agree. It doesn't mean that you did what they said you did. But you can say something like, you know what, from that, from your point of view, I can see why you felt that way. Or I can see why you would have thought that. That validation in and of itself is so repairing. And it just, you know... Ooh, calms everybody down. Saying sorry, you know, that one word is so powerful. So, you know, taking a time out, saying sorry, validating the other person, those are some of the quick tips. But for more information on this, uh, please uh, DM me or uh, email us and we can have a longer conversation about it. And maybe you guys can think about, like I said, telehealth. Visit us at transcendtherapyca.com, transcendtherapyca.com. But for now, we have reached the end of our show. Thank you so much for being here. Be well, be gentle, be safe, wash your hands, get mental because we all have issues. Bye for now, you guys. We love you. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens and T. Smith. To learn more about your hosts, become a sponsor or a guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens and T. Smith on The Answer San Diego. Oh.